This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. America Motormouse <laughs> here from our studio in Charlotte. This is Kyle Petty. I'm Rutledge Wood. This is our friend Eric yes. Almarola. We are so excited that you are here, driver of the number 10 car for Stuart Haas Racing. Eric, you Why are literally you like this? bring home the bacon. <laughs> I haven't seen you in person since the great news about your extension. So first yes. off, congratulations. Thank you. You're literally you're yes. bringing home the, the bacon. bacon. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's great news. And uh, I think, you know, I've talked a lot about it in the last couple of weeks, but it just really speaks to uh, the relationship that we've built over the last eight years and going on nine now. Um, and, and, you know, they they've, Oh my gosh! Look at your teleprompter. It's I going know, it crazy. Just crazy, didn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think. One of those. No, let's focus. <laughs> let's focus. So yeah, I, I think um, you know they they've just they realize that the people that sit in the stands and the people that watch on TV are their customer. The totally. people that are you know grilling out uh, tailgating and, and hanging out in the stands, they love they love Smithfield product and they love the opportunity to talk to them, market them, and when they go in the grocery store and they have a choice between some other brand and then really the only brand that there is Smithfield. Uh, they hope they choose that. Why didn't he mention the people sitting at this desk when he mentioned all those people? I know. I know. We he left bacon. us out, didn't he? Bacon. I feel, I'm a little or hard. beer can. Or beer can. For the record, you're leave, you're, because you're a modest person, you're also leaving out the huge connection is, is you. It, it's you because if you look at the way companies back drivers, they yes. look for somebody that they can believe in. And so many of these fans see you and they know who you are. And each time that you're here, we learn another little piece about you. And, and for me, I still laugh thinking about when you told us about the times you were sleeping on Tony Stewart's couch, you know, <laughs> trying to get get yourself out there and get those opportunities. Yeah. When you walk around at the campground and you connect with the fans the way you do, like to me, it's full circle because you were one of those fans. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think Smithfield, you know, they've invested a lot in me. They've invested as much in me as uh, they have in, in the race teams. And so, um, you know, I, I work my tail off to make sure that I can give them at least some sort of ROI on that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think we've uh, we've created a great partnership and I enjoy it. But, yeah, uh, they have. They've 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 certainly stuck behind me and invested in me. And I'm very appreciative of that. They're a family um, you know, style company. And, and, you know, I, I think, uh, Janice and, and my kids and myself, we just kind of fit that mold. And, uh, you know, it's been a great relationship. Yeah. And, and that, that's a great, a great point. How important is that? And, and we see so many young drivers coming into the sport. You know, we do my track, my roots and, yeah. and you with, with local tracks and you see these kids that come along. How important is it to hit your wagon 
to a sponsor or have a sponsor hitch, your, hitch their wagon to you? Well, you know for saying yeah. and, and everybody that watching probably knows, but racing is expensive. Yeah. You know, I think even as a kid, you have to have a sponsor. And yes. usually your sponsor is your parents yeah. or your grandparents. <laughs> it was for me. Um, but yeah, it, racing is expensive. In every other sport, you can pick up a basketball yeah. and go shoot hoops. You can pick up a, a football and go throw the football with your buddies or a baseball. But racing requires significant investment. From the very beginning, go-kart racing costs thousands yeah. of dollars yeah. to go do. Um, and then, you know, stock car racing costs millions of dollars. And the race teams, you know, the, the old saying in racing is if you want to become a millionaire in racing, start with a billion because it's expensive. It's very, very expensive. So you've got to have sponsorship and backing yeah. to do it and to do it to the, to the level and the quality that you want to do it to compete at a high level. Uh, and so Smithfield has been that backing for me over the last Good eight enough. years. Good. Yeah. It's funny how, how many times when I see you, you know, we have that thing where when you spend time with drivers, you remember certain things that you do and, and certain places that you are and the, and the kind of memories that you build. And so many times when I see your face, I remember that look that you gave me at Talladega when you had won. And it's hard. Like, sometimes that's all yeah. I see is like the most joyous look I had ever seen <laughs> on your face was that like, oh my gosh, we just won Talladega. That's the stuff that I, I love. Every time I see you, when people ask me like, what's Eric like? I was like, he's like, he's like the little brother that you always wanted. And he's just the most solid dude around. And it's, I, I love that we're here. Well, every time I see you, I can't help but think about uh, the first time I met you, you took me to go get pizza. That's in, true. In at, at Partners. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, when you when you just ice cold dumped me in the water at Chicago <laughs> Well, it was like it was 102 degrees that day, so I yeah. did do a solid. And you you hugged me. Watch Tony. I've never seen Tony move so fast. A lot of people think Tony Stewart doesn't work out, but when you see these little legs move, he is he's impressive. Are you talking Tony's little yeah. legs or yours? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's take a look at today's starting grid before we start taking some calls. We know that Martinsville has seen its fair share of drama the past few years. Will the half mile of mayhem live up to its name yet again this weekend? Spoiler alert, it will. With eight drivers left in the playoffs, what can we expect in this round? And who has the best shot at making it to Miami? Don't forget, send us your questions on the playoffs and more at the hashtag Let Me Say This. And guess what? That's right. Nate Ryan's going to be here with yes, us he to deliver all those questions. So let's get the calls going today. Are you ready? I'm ready. Eric Almarola says he's in. Let's just, I'm going to pick randomly. I I'm going to say. Spoiler alert. What? Nate, Nate does not have a sport coat on today. What? Oh, I saw big, him earlier. He did day. not have a sport he coat. Better another big day one. in our world. People. Let's go to, I think this guy's name is Carl. Hashtag. I'm just going to pick him randomly. Uh, Carl, are you on the line with us? You better believe it, fellas. Oh, Nass, Carl. What's up, buddy? How are you? Not much. How are you, my friend? We're great. Great to hear yeah. from you. What's on your mind today? Hi, Eric. I was wanting to know, is there what kind of an impact from last year's playoff race at Martinsville with Joey and everything he did, could we see in this year's playoff race at Martinsville, if any? You know, I think I think Martinsville is always kind of a place where you, you have to get rough when you need to. Um, but I, I do feel like Joey opened Pandora's box there <laughs> and and kind of showed everybody he that race, winning that race. Yeah honestly led him to Homestead to have the shot to go win a championship, exactly. and he did. Yeah. And so, I mean, how, after looking back on it and seeing how it all unfolded, 
he went to Texas and ran okay. Yeah. Then he went to Phoenix and had a flat left rear and wrecked. So without winning Martinsville, yeah. he's not your champion last year. So I think anybody else that is in the, the round of eight that saw that and sees if they have an opportunity to win at yeah. Martinsville, don't be nice. Yeah. You got to take you that opportunity. To. Okay, so let me ask you, you were in the round of eight last year. Yep. Okay, went on to finish fifth in the points, right? And, and knowing what you know now, if you were in that position, would you have done anything different than Joey Logano? I don't think I would have. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's my question. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. 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 You see, I mean, that that is your that's your chance to go race for a championship yeah. right there in front of you. Um, and you might make somebody mad, yeah. but who cares? He doesn't pay your bills. That's exactly that's <laughs> yeah. a great right? point. But at this point, it's not about Martinsville, it's about Miami. It's about it's about Miami, absolutely. Yeah. It's not about it's not about winning that race. It's about getting you got to win that race to get to Miami yeah. to go have a shot to w- to win a championship. So, um, yeah, it makes people mad, but at the end of the day, you got to worry about your sponsors, your race team, and your opportunity. Yeah. When you look at at drivers, and you've been in this sport long enough to kind of see different people come to the sport. Do you remember when that 18 year old kid named Joey Logano showed up and everyone was calling him sliced bread? I do. So he actually came to Joe Gibbs racing yep. while I was still at Joe Gibbs racing. Um, and so, yeah, he ran a Hooters cup car, I think at 16 years old out of the same shop where I was running late models, um, for Joe Gibbs racing out of there. So yeah, we, we, uh, we worked out of the same shop together and, and he was, uh, up and coming and Mark Martin said he was the greatest race car driver that uh, he's ever seen at like 10 years yeah. old and that kind of propelled his yes, career up to, to where he is today. That yeah. stuff makes me laugh because a lot of people if you remember Joey when he came into the sport and now Joey yeah. as like a man it's, different. it's, it's completely different, different it's but different. it's a cool perspective. Yeah and listen when he came in when he came in and, 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 and Mark referred to him and people referred to him as sliced bread but he didn't do anything, so I referred to him as loaf of bread for a long time, <laughs> and, and we still we still laugh about it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But as soon as he got with that Penske organization, it's like he become a man. Yeah. Um, he he's I felt a like totally he different to. driver. I mean, I yeah. think when you look at his career, and he, he went, you know, he, at I think maybe 14, 15 years old, he signed a contract with Joe yeah. Gibbs Racing, and he stayed there all the way up, you know, through a few years yeah. of the Cup and didn't perform as high as his expectations were, and and so. You know, he he ended up getting you know getting the notice, getting yeah. the pink slip, yeah. and he got an opportunity at at Penske, yeah. and that was his. He talks a lot about it, yeah. about it being his second opportunity, but he had to grow up really quick. Yeah. And I think for him, it was a great opportunity for a fresh start. Everybody else at Joe Gibbs Racing saw him as that fourteen-year-old kid or fifteen-year-old kid when he walked in the, and the, the shop. And the kid that replaced Tony. And the kid that replaced Tony. Yeah. He went he went to Penske with a fresh start, yeah. and he he grew up really quick. Um, and, and yeah, and, and I think his results and, and stats and, and even the way he handles himself, yeah. um, you know, changed drastically. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on this for a minute because you had that same opportunity leaving Richard Petty Motorsports yeah. and going to Stuart Haas Racing, that opportunity for a fresh start and, and a team that was built around you. Did it feel as vital to you as when you can look at someone like Joey and see what it's done for him? Has that felt that same way for you? Yeah, and I think you see that just not with me or with Joey, yeah. but with a lot of people, you see Harvick, he was at RCR for a long time, yeah. shows up to Stuart Haas racing. And yeah. I think that year or the next year won the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, sometimes it's just nice when you get, you, you know, like I said, Joey was there from, I think 14 or 15 years old till he was in his early twenties. Yeah. Um, and, and so you go through that seven, eight years of just 
the same people, the same thing. They, they, they start to draw, you know, conclusions about you yeah, and exactly. don't think that you can change and, and you don't develop and things just don't move the way you want yeah. them to. Uh, so you, you break away and you go get a new start and you learn all these people's names and you kind of dig in and, and dig a little deeper yeah. because you have to, yeah. because where you were at, you know, everybody, yeah, you, you know knew their everybody. tendencies, you yeah. knew what they were going to say. And you're going to fall back into those same old bad habits. Exactly. That's, yeah. Let's okay. get back to the phones. Right, I love this stuff. Uh, we got sorry. Bob on the line next. Bob, what's on your mind? Hey guys. Uh, hey Eric, I'm a big fan of yours for a long time. Hey Bob. What is, what is so tough between Martinsville, Richmond and Bristol tracks? Because I noticed when I watch Bristol, you guys can pass, but when you go to Martinsville or Richmond, it's really hard to pass. Why is it? Well, how come it's like that? Well, if you've been watching, it's hard to pass everywhere these days. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, and I really don't think it's it's just Martinsville, Richmond, or, or Bristol. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's everywhere. Um, you have to, you see it right there at, at Martinsville. You, 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 sometimes you lay the bumper to somebody to get by them. Um, so you can move them up off the bottom lane, but really it's all about, um, you know, one of the cars in front of you is in the lane that you want to yeah. be in yeah. and your car is just not, doesn't make as much grip behind that car because you don't have as much air pushing down on your car. Um, and we see that more and more, even on the mile and a half now. And the other thing is, is the competition is probably as close today as I've ever seen it watching the sport. Um, you know, years ago, uh, you look at results from races and guys, Richard Petty would win by three, four, five laps yeah. over second Ooh. place. Um, and, and, you know, over, over time, the, the, the competition has just gotten so close and so yeah. competitive. Now you look at qualifying at Martinsville this week, the difference between first and 30th will be three tenths of a second. Crazy. That's crazy, man. Three tenths of a yeah. second. And, and so when you get behind somebody that's just a few thousand slower than you, you, you yeah. can't pass them because you need all the racetrack to run those lap times. So then now you get to where you're having to try and turn under them and you just, it's hard to complete the pass. Either turn under them or turn them. That's, That's right. The Give them the chrome <laughs> horn. That's a, deal, man. That's a deal. Hey, we're going to take more of your calls after this. Give us a call 844 NASCAR NBC. We'll be right back. Sometimes when you watch the videos back, it looks like the cars are so big on that track. It's like so. I mean, we Did were you there this weekend. We were there, and it looked different. Those are really <laughs> cool. And let me just tell you right now, from a seven-year-old's point of view, oh my gosh, oh I yeah. love it. Oh yeah, my son Alex. Here's what's seven. amazing. That's, that's, time on that. that still looks awesome in stop motion. Awesome. Does it not? Yeah. I love that stuff. That's what. At first, I was like, wait a second. 
oh, that's stop motion. So cool. Thank you, NBC, <laughs> for putting that together. Because again, my kids love it. Your kids love it. It just to look at the caution when you see yeah, this, the smoke the come smoke. out. That's oh, awesome. Cotton balls, yeah, the cotton so balls cool. all that shredded is. apart. It's amazing. Like it. For the record, like when we were kids, you we couldn't even think that far ahead. We just had like one matchbox, and then I'd steal my mom's paint pen, and then I would color it to look like a different car. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Yeah, and then we just we just take a model and put a, like an M80 in it, light it off. Oh, well, come on, man. That's for another show. <laughs> Kyle has a lot of great stories about <laughs> the different places like, they the set stick a dynamite when fireworks you off. Ball. We're gonna take some more of your calls now at eight four four NASCAR NBC. Uh, let's start with Tom from Texas. Tom, thanks for joining us. What's on your Texas, mind, Tom? Oh, congratulations to uh, Eric Amaral on a phenomenal season. Way to go, Eric. Thank you, Tom. Tom, is there a follow-up? Not Thanks, a whole Tom. lot. Not a whole lot. Of, uh, Tom, I appreciate that honesty. Yes. You know what? Let's just hey. say this. That's that's what I that's love. That's really really cool. He called, he called and sat on hold for just eighteen tell, minutes. Just, to say, just to say, that's big, dude. That's Thank cool. You. Thank, Thank you, Tom. Tom. Think of the Thank last you time much. you waited eighteen minutes to say congratulations, congratulations. to anyone. You can't. Uh, the guy, my cable provider. I waited at least. <laughs> but I didn't tell him congratulations. I didn't say congratulations. Said somewhere between two and five. <laughs> you said transfer me to the cancellation department. Yes, thank you. Congratulations. Did, did not. Uh, we are going to go to Joe next, who's also in Texas. Joe, what's on your mind today, buddy? Yeah, I was wondering first, uh, how does Carl always be the first one on the show? I've wondered that same yes. thing. We uh, yeah. legitimately have no idea. I Carl, don't know what time the phone line's open, but Carl sets a note, apparently, and a reminder. Phone, he's always lines, on there. phone line's open. Phone okay. line's open when they throw the checkered flag on Sunday. So call in on Sunday. I want to question Did you yeah. ever think you'd make it back to NASCAR Cup Series after you broke your back? Oh, yes. man, great That's question. That's a good question, man. Yeah. Very good question. So, uh, I, originally, when it, when it happened, yeah. Um, here it comes. Wait for it. <laughs> there it is. That, that's what um, happened, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I didn't think, uh, I, didn't, I wasn't really worried about driving a race car at that moment. I was just worried about, you know, how bad the injury was. I couldn't even yeah. get myself out of the car. You see there, they had to cut the roof off and get me out of the car. So, um, I was really concerned with just my physical well-being. Uh, being a race car driver is secondary. First, I'm a husband, I'm a father. I wanted to be able to, you know, I want to be able to run out in the yard with my kids and do all those things. So that was that was my first concern was just being able to walk and, and do all those things that I needed to do. And so I got helicoptered uh, to Kansas City University or Kansas University Hospital, um, and they they worked on me there and, and got X-rays and everything, and then told me that, uh, you know, I had a compression fracture of the T5 vertebrae. And at that point, I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, yeah. uh, they said that uh, everything was going to be fine, that it would take its own time to heal, but that, uh, you know, I would be able to walk and, and all those things in due time. Uh, so at that point, it was like, all right, my second question was, when can I drive yeah, a race car time? again? How much time? Um, and, and they said, oh, yeah, we're, we're not going to worry about that right now. We're just going to worry about you getting on your feet yeah. and getting around. Was it so. literally that quick? They're like, okay, so here's the great news. You're going to be fine on this road yeah. to recovery. And then your immediate question is, when can I drive again? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. They told me, so the, the, the vertebrae compressed in half, kind of like a soda can would, like sure. if you yeah. take a soda can and crunch it. And then it broke in the middle. And the last 
quarter inch of my vertebrae stayed intact. And, and that was honestly what saved me to keep the bottom half from slipping backwards into my spinal cord. Yeah. Oh. Uh, if it would have slipped backwards into my spinal cord, uh, basically from about the upper chest all the way down, I wouldn't have felt anything yeah. forever. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, man. Yep. So I got very, very lucky, very fortunate. And when I found out that I was very lucky and very fortunate, you know, my second question was like, all right, well, yeah. what does that mean for my career? Um, and they said, when you get all healed up and rehabbed, you can get back in race car. Yeah. Good, man. So, yeah. That's heavy. Joe, great question. Uh, we're going to Wayne next. Wayne, thanks for calling. What's on your mind, buddy? What's going on, Rut? Kyle? At, uh, Eric, how y'all doing? Big fan of yours, Eric. Since Good. you've been driving Thank for the teddies, man. You hanging there. You're going you gonna to get you some wins. I just want to elaborate on the Joey Logano thing in Martinsville last year. You know, that guy did what he had to do to win a race, much less. It's hard enough to win races these days. And a little bump and run didn't hurt nobody. Don't really know why everybody was so upset. I bumped my mother out the way to get that win. And like, like Eric said, it, it got him to the championship, and, and, he, and he did it, man. And, you know, Dale Earnhardt did this for years, and, and, and he was a hero for it. And there wasn't nothing wrong with it. And I don't know why people get so mad at these kids today when they do it. I don't, I don't really don't understand. Kyle, back when you were running, buddy, they, we'd do anything to win a race. You know that. Yeah, and, and he's right. So why do you think why do you think people do get so upset about it? I mean, and, and listen, what Joey did was nothing that we hadn't seen 20 million times from Kale or Daryl or Dale. Dale or any of these guys. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't any different. There, there have been cases where there have been some things, but why do you think people get so upset about this? I don't know. But, I mean, the one thing that sticks out in my mind when I think about him saying, you know, Dale Earnhardt did it for years, I always remember back to Terry Labonte getting yeah. spun by Dale at Bristol. Yeah. And the whole place went nuts booing, booing him. Dale. That's right. They did booing. Of That's all people to boo, That's right. you booed Dale Earnhardt yeah. um, because he wrecked Terry Labonte yeah. to win the race. Um, and he said he didn't mean to. He just meant yeah. to rattle his cage. Yeah. But he wrecked him. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's I, I think it's, think, I think it's situational. I, I, I think it's very saying. situational. Do you think sometimes, and, and they're, they're, I go back to Dale and Terry. Dale and Terry, everybody loved Terry. Yeah. Everybody loved Terry. Terry never did anything right. to anybody. So I think the fans and I empathized think it's the person. with Terry yeah. and looked at that. And in this case, it's Truex. Exactly. Everybody loves Truex. Because he's just a he's humble, just a good guy. Down, down to earth yeah. guy. I think if Joey moves Kyle out of the way, the place erupts. Rups. And, and yeah. with excitement. Yeah. And not Kyle, not Kyle as Kyle Petty. Yeah, you know, Kyle I, I know what, yeah. Kyle Bush. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Situational. It is. That's Situational. a great answer. Yeah. We want to know what your situation is, so we're going to take some more questions from you, and we're going to talk about your questions on social media with Let Me Say This. And the best part, Nate Ryan joins us next. Kyle Busch is here. Nate Ryan is here, yes, too. Oh. In the house, my Nate. buddy. NASCAR mandated that okay. we have to be prepared for the rain. Nate, is that true? You have to have the mechanism. You have to have the mechanism. Anyways, whatever. Don't listen to Nate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't see, but they're wearing the same shirt for we some are? reason. I don't, oh, dang. Know. I don't know how to Hold on a minute. Stripes and plaid. Stripes and plaid. It's a hell of a show there, Nate. <laughs> hell of a show. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, this is so exciting. Everybody, Nate Ryan's here. Yes. He's going to share your thoughts on social media at the hashtag Let Me Say This. Nate, take it away, my All friend. All right, first we have some breaking news, Rut. Oh, Marvin Blue tweeting in, hashtag Let Me Say This. Bad news, he will not be calling in a motorhouse oh. because he is working until 5.30 p.m. Uh, no way, man, we miss you. Marvin, shout out. Yes, shout we out love to you, Marvin. bro. Marvin. Work gets in the way of all the fun. Yes, yes, it really does. does. Also send his regrets to NASCAR. So mm. thanks, Marv. We appreciate, appreciate that. Uh, James Picaretto, hashtag Let Me Say This. Um, wants to know from Eric, were you surprised? What were you surprised with the most from the Xfinity Series race at Kansas? Your teammates being involved in the incident with Christopher Bell in the case of Chase Briscoe, or Cole Custer's fight with Tyler Reddick, which was a bigger surprise? Well, I was not surprised by the fight. I think that's happened before when Cole was running trucks, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. So yeah. I was not yeah. surprised by that, but I was surprised. Uh, Chase was doing a great job holding off Christopher Bell, um, and then he came up on that lap car, and he was going to wreck regardless. That lap car had no clue that he was coming, uh, which is unfortunate, and he had to check up out of the throttle just a little bit to keep mm. from running in the back of that zero, and uh, Christopher got into his left rear there so that was unfortunate you know what i'm most surprised about that we continue to refer to this as a fight that was not <laughs> that, a fight. that is not a fight that was not a fight. not a fight if you've ever been in a fight or to a fight that was not a fight amen this was like a weird it's wrestling a lover's it's like a what do you call that lock is that like a headlock <laughs> But for the record, I don't know. When, the two, when the two nice guys from NASCAR security get in that we everybody it's loves. It's more of a scrum. scrum. It looks like rugby. And if you watch, this guy just zoink, he pulls Cole out, and then everyone else is still fighting. <laughs> yeah. As if Cole's still Cole's out. Yeah. Cole's out. He's like, well, guys, I'm going to go back to my bus, there I guess. Oh, yep. See you later. Oh, see ya. And my man, look, he never moved his helmet, the no. NASCAR official. No, the NASCAR like, official never did. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Hey, I'll see you on Crawfordville Road at, at Applebee's. At Applebee's, people. Wait, Crawford Road. Crawford my... Road. Remember? Crawford. Yeah, Crawford uh, Road. Sorry, Crawford Road. Sorry. Okay, next. Sorry. Sorry. It's all right. Crawford Road. Crawfordville. Yeah. Okay. Crawford Road. Got another one from Eric, for Eric from oh, just Adam. <laughs> yes. Um, I hope you know what we're talking about here. What was it like to participate, participate with at J. Belmo yes. on the world's fastest strike? I have no idea what that's about. So What? What? Nate? Should I know who that is? You're supposed to. Oh my god! Hey, everything I don't know about either. the sport and, you and on know? the internet. I don't, I don't know. The guy lives. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, Nate, oh, so look at this. Okay. Watch. I don't Just know watch. how to tell you this. Wait, Bowling wait is it. an amazing sport, and oh, Eric oh, got see. the world's fastest oh, strike. Okay. There it oh, is. Gosh. Okay. All right. Talk how do you not know this? Wow. Somehow I missed that. Should be, I missed oh this. I know that's a bacon commercial, but it should be a beer commercial where you combine two sports. For your entertainment, bowling and racing. The pins were filled with Smithfield bacon, number one. Yes, they were. And Eric hit them so hard, the bacon the literally cooked. They, I'm dis, I'm that was great, Sincerely dude. disappointed. Me too. That you did so, not I did not see that, that either. That's what go, yeah, see? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about that. that. To answer the question, it was awesome. Um, we, we had planned this since January. Uh, mm-hmm. J- Jason Belmonte, uh, world number one bowler on the professional, uh, on the PBA, and we talked about this in January at an event that we were both at about him getting in <laughs> oh the passenger gosh. seat of my race car and bowling out the passenger window and trying to get a strike and, he, you know, call it the world's fastest strike. And so yeah. we, we did it and it took a lot of coordination and a lot of planning. How many attempts? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Was that the only attempt? It took, no. It took what, five. No way. What? It took five, it took five attempts. Only. Yeah. That's so an there's only a full, five. There's a full video. It's it's like <laughs> seven minutes long. You can go to it that's at like, world's, um, worldsfaststrike.com. What's, what's those guys? What's that, what's that group it that is shoots basketball? Like Dude Perfect. Dude Perfect. It's that's like, like Dude Perfect, perfect right there, man. Yes. That's Eric Perfect. Basically. Basically, yes. but cooler. But cooler. That was a 
Kohler. That was Kohler. Because you can go so, bowling cool. with this. And because oh nobody else can do that. No. Do not try that. this on your cul-de-sac at home, who else, please. Who else can rent a mile-and-a-half racetrack, right. get, the, get a race car up to 140 miles an hour, and bowl a bowling? We had to get special bowling balls made for it. So, so they wouldn't, so they wouldn't I, explode. I have to say we got, now. We got I, bowling balls made out of ballistic <laughs> material to bowl oh, out of the My car. head's exploding. I've got to say, when now when Eric calls you up and says, let's go bowling, it adds a totally different it's level to it. It's all different. It's a totally Who different knows? level. Who knows? There might be fire. Let's go bowling, people. There might be jousting. Yes, there yeah. could be. You don't know. Pugil sticks. <laughs> Nate, what you need to make a series of these. I know what you, you know. need to make Legitimately, a I'm sorry our friends didn't know about yeah, that. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm going to talk to them after the show. I mean... I'm sorry. Hey, I'm, I'm He's sorry. in yeah. the Guinness Book of World Records now, people. <laughs> Next, Next week. Show Next some week. respect. Go ahead, I'm Nate. sorry I disappointed you, but obviously as we saw in the opening, you obviously the live time. under a rock. <laughs> yeah. This is something I do on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that question, Adam. That was, that was, that was a good, good answer. Was a good um, okay, Shade is up next. Hashtag let me say this. I think this is a burner account. Uh, do you think Joey <laughs> has a bullseye painted on his back for Martinsville if he runs well? I think obviously he means Joey Logano and... I think I, I'm guessing it, what shade means here, but I, I think he means more like Dover. Will, will there be like residual effects from Dover, from or Dover? just based on last year? I think I think both. I think Dover yeah. and last year. Well, I think if you if you look, I'm just going to speak about last year because I honestly don't know about Dover. I guess Dover you're talking about where he was a bunch of laps he was, down. He was 24 and laps down and yeah. made some people angry. So mm-hmm. that I don't been there. It, it is what it is. <laughs> but as far as last year, yeah. you know, I think based on last year, he. He opened the box to say, hey, this is how I would race you if I had an opportunity to win. So if he's in that position, he would he would have to expect that that would be okay. And and whoever's running second to him. Right. Like, I mean, the the old adage of race car drivers is, hey, I'm going to race you how you race me. Well, he proved to the world right there that that was how he was going to race to try and win. And we've we've already discussed whether it's okay or not. But mm, here it comes. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Still hurts. Yeah. yeah. Still hurts that one. Yeah. So I I think that whoever is in second, if if uh, if if they are behind Joey Logano, I think that they would remember back to a year ago and not feel bad about moving him out of the way. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real clear here. Those are two totally different incidents. Yes, they uh, are. Okay. Yes. They? And 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 they're not to even be talked about in the same conversation one it's like Sorry. it's like trying I, to compare that, not, it's like trying to compare audience. bowling on a bowling alley yeah. or having <laughs> the world's exactly. fastest strike exactly <laughs> all right we got 140 miles an hour yes uh, yeah we got one more uh, hashtag let me say this from nick rolando um and this is another question for eric what do you attribute to the lack of winning race pace for Stuart haas and even penske this year compared hold to last on. year hold on i have a question yes yeah. Mm. So the hashtag is let me say this. It is. But everything that you've said is a question. So shouldn't it be let me ask this? Let me ask this. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. I'm really kind of making fun of Kyle, to, to be fair. To be fair, says, to be fair, it's making fun of us and it's our show, so we can call it whatever <laughs> we want to. It's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so ask me... So Nick has... Let me say this. Wrong with you. Let, yeah. Let me ask this. Let me ask a okay. question. Why, why aren't the Fords winning as much uh, this year? You know, I... If I knew the answer to that, it wouldn't happen anymore. Um, we honestly, you know, it's the competition's gotten better. Um, our sport is cyclical. 
I mean, I can give you all of these answers, but it's still, they're just honestly excuses. We've, we've got to do better. We've got to figure it out and we've got to, we've got to figure out how to get back on top. We were there. And I think that that's part of the problem too. Once you reach a level of success, especially like we did last year, whereas an organization at SHR, I think we won 14 races. Um, when you set the, the benchmark that high, living up to that year after year after year is very challenging. Um, And and Hendrick Motorsports, for example, year after year after year, they won championships. Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. I think Jimmy won five in a row or six in a row. Five in a row. row, And then won seven in, what, nine, ten years. So when you set the level that high and then all of a sudden you run top ten but you're not winning races, everybody's like, what's wrong with you guys? Uh, well, we're off, and other race teams got better, and we've got to figure out how to get back on top. All right. Good Bananas. Nate, you to man. We're going back to the phone lines when we return with Eric Almirola. Call us 844-NASCAR-NBC. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this. Let me say this. Then I'm going to say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. Okay, I'm going to say this. No. Let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. Two-time defending champion New Zealand takes on England. Then Sunday, it's Wales versus South Africa. Wake up early and watch live on NBCSN and NBC Sports Gold or sleep in and catch the encores at 2.30 p.m. on NBC. Now, those guys know how to fight. Not like those kids from Kansas. It's a scrum. It's a scrum. That's right. I smell bacon. You know what? That's funny. It's Halloween we know is coming up, and you are always one to dress up with the family, which I really appreciate. What are you guys going to be this year? We're going to be Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, we're going to be Wreck-It Ralph. Really? Yes. Or Ralph Breaks the Internet. I don't know. I wish we had a picture. Wait a second. We do have a picture. I love this. A, a good family oh, theme costume. <laughs> Did you get this costume at the gym? Because your biceps are frightening me right now. That's a you really you really got in there this week, didn't you? Yeah, I think I might have cranked out a few push-ups before I got in that picture. <laughs> is there a lot of protein and bacon? <laughs> there is. There is. Yes. That, a lot of there people is. don't don't know that. It I is. That yes, it's delicious. Sure. It's highly. Highly uh, regarded on the keto diet. Oh, how about yes. that? Because of all the bacon? protein. Can you smell well, let's talk about it. Am I right? No, let's not talk. Let's about get it. back to the phone lines. We're going to start with Tom, who's got a great question. Sorry, Keith. 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 Did this throw you off? Yep. What? Okay. Keith. Yeah, Keith. You got a question uh, about a, a different era in NASCAR for Eric. Go ahead. Yes, sir. How you doing, Eric? Nice to talk to you my wife and i root for you this year although we're true fans my quick question is uh kyle you may remember uh eric how do you feel about this if you were back in the era where i started watching in the 70s where the uh drivers built the cars, took care of them, got them to the track and everything. They didn't rely on anybody else. 
how do you feel you would be doing today without the help that you have? Mm. Well, Keith, let me say this. <laughs> there we have it. Now he's feeling it. I grew up that same way. My grandfather and my dad, um, you know, worked and, and built the sprint cars that my grandfather drove. Um, my grandfather was very, very adamant that if I was going to go racing on Saturday, I had to work on my own go-kart or my own race car during the week. He wasn't going to do it. My dad wasn't going to do it. They weren't going to just prepare the race car or go-kart for me and me show up on Saturday to go race. I had to actually be involved, be a part of it. And I feel like that's a, that's a large part of why I'm at where I'm at today was because I, I grew up that way. I grew up with that work ethic of having to work on my own stuff. Um, now, the race cars have evolved a lot from the days where the drivers actually worked on them. Um, and the sport has evolved. As time went on, uh, the drivers had to start flying during the week to go make uh, sponsor appearances and, and hospitality appearances and, and do stuff like this uh, to where you're not at the shop with your guys uh, working on your race car. And so the driver kind of phased out of working on their race car. But I grew up that way. Um, I love working on, on race cars. I love being hands-on. And uh, I, I miss it, actually. I wish that... Uh, I wish I could still work on the race cars and, and uh, be a part of the team because it certainly creates a different dynamic with the driver uh, when you're in there grinding with the guys and, and working with them elbow to elbow versus when you just show up to the racetrack and, and jump in the race car. Good That's question. A, yeah, good question. Good answer. So since I'm the only one at the table here representing one of the two major food groups, bacon yeah. and everything else. Um, for Halloween, what bacon products will you be giving out for oh, Halloween? I mean, because question. I, I got to tell my peers to get ready for this stuff. Yes. I mean, so, I mean, is it bacon wrapped M and M's? Bacon wrapped? Uh, I mean, what do we, what do we got? No, we just give up straight up bacon. Just straight up straight bacon. up bacon. Like here's a pack. Hey, we like you. You get the thick cut. Ooh, hey, is it, it going to be cooked or is it going to be raw? Like for the neighbors, for the neighbors. I'm not going on natural. In the pre cooked. You know yeah, I'm for I'm the neighbors that were just like, ah, uh, maybe you get the thin cut. Mm. Oh, yeah. but. Hey, I like a nice applewood smoked. That's they got great. I'm a bigger fan of the hickory wood. Oh, it is not. It is nice too. Hickory wood, it really is. Cherry nice. wood, cherry wood is really it's good. I good. just happen to be wearing the hickory cologne today. How's this uh. smell? You know what? I just realized you're wearing a bacon costume. When did you? This put that is on? bacon. Did you have that on this entire? Time? I did not. I just put it on right before we did this segment it's on, funny. on Halloween I just, candy. I look right into <laughs> Thank your you. eyes. I never Thank even you. noticed. We got more. Thank you guys calls. for the donation yeah. to camp. Also, Thank rolling. you very much. Coming up next on Motor Mouth. Who are people that you feel like have most influenced you to, to get to this point? Yeah, without a doubt, my, my grandfather and, and my dad. My grandfather raced dirt sprint cars. I loved it. I loved watching my grandfather compete. Everything every week was taken off his race car. It wasn't... Hey! <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... That was a surprise, but yeah. So he taught me about work ethic, and so those are the things that I remember growing up. Well, you know, it's just pride. The whole family's proud. He's had his, his, his bumps on the road, but he's managed, and here he is today. Yeah. I mean, we're just proud. I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> you were supposed to. <laughs> Man.
was cool. That was really cool. That was Eric getting a surprise yeah. visit from his grandfather, Sam Rodriguez. Uh, Joel, Pam, Scott Key, everybody worked really hard to make yeah, those yeah. happen. You were so genuinely surprised. Yeah, you didn't know he was in North Carolina. No. That, see, that's cool because a lot so, of people knew. I mean, you know, Roush yes. was around, people were around, but he came I was supposed up. to have date night that, that night with my wife, and uh, I was down in Charlotte shooting, doing a lot of the yeah. filming and stuff for NBC, getting yeah. ready for their, their segment and uh you know for the season and so i just went down to go do the normal photo shoot and figured i was gonna you know do some talking and whatnot for their um upcoming events yeah. and when i was done i was gonna hurry up and go meet my <laughs> wife for dinner and so i i was texting her as i was like i was like i'm probably 30 minutes 45 yeah. minutes away from being done where, where are we gonna eat and she's like oh we'll just we'll just talk about it when you're done whatever because she knew yeah, yeah she knew okay cool. she picked him up cool. from the airport yeah and, uh, oh and that's cool. awesome that's over cool. there and dropped him off yeah, yeah. That's, that's so cool see, it was really cool i was getting ready to say that that would be kind of like me showing up on date night with rutledge with me you know what i mean that, that might not go over <laughs> can good. i sit up front with him yes you can listen uh, we're gonna go back to the phones with joan joan's on the line joan what's on your mind hi this is rivers i'm from hillsborough um hi Rolich. hi kyle hey um hi uh so i got a question for eric yes what is it like for what is it like driving for hall of famer tony stewart wow so good question yeah that's a great question uh it is really cool because he was my friend before he was ever my owner uh, when I moved to North Carolina in 2004, um, actually the winter of 2003, I moved up there to go work on a, on a late model to drive for Joe Gibbs Racing. Well, at that time, Tony was driving in the Cup Series for Joe Gibbs Racing, yep. and so I started hanging out around the shop. Well, that winter, uh, Tony came by the shop to check on the guys and see the progress of the cars getting built to start that 2004 season, and I met him and kind of, you know, starstruck, awestruck, but he was just a normal guy yeah. and, and talked to me and, and we became friends and I started going to the races, um, you know, on weekends where I would run my late model on Saturday night. I'd come home, I'd get on the pit crew plane on Sunday morning and fly oh, cool. to wherever the cup race was and go hang out and watch the races yeah. and be a part of it. Um, and then when I started running some bush races for Joe Gibbs Racing, um, I would stay the whole weekend and sleep on Tony's bus rather than go back to the team hotel because I didn't have my own bus. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, we became friends and, and built a bond and we've remained friends ever since. And then, so now to have this opportunity to go race for him and uh, he's just a, a racer at heart. And so having somebody like that as a boss is really, really cool, cool. because they just get it. Like they, they know, they understand what you go through as a race car driver and they know, um, you know, just what it takes to be successful. I think that was Rivers. Uh, awesome question. Thanks for calling in. We love the kids. Want to be a part of this show, too. When we return, we got more of your calls, more with Eric Almirola, and a look back on a major milestone. Stay tuned. This day in NASCAR history, Dale Earnhardt held off Rick Mass 25 years ago to earn the win at Rockingham. Earnhardt also clinched his record-tying seventh Cup Series championship, joining the King, Richard Petty, in that exclusive cub, club. Six of those titles came in the famed number three Chevrolet for Richard Childress Racing. Jimmy Johnson joined Earnhardt and the King in the seven-title club in 2016. 
Still can't believe it. It's crazy, right? Eric is here, so we're going to squeeze in a few more Carl calls. We're going to start with Carl. Ray. A few more Carls. We're going to squeeze oh in a few gosh. more Carls. Ray, what's on your mind? Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Eric, who has surprised you the most on the racetrack this season? Mm. Mm. Man, I don't know. I would is there somebody that you've you've had to race against this year that you didn't have to race against last year? You know what I mean? I mean, William you guys Byron. are in that. Okay, that's William Byron. Good. Yeah, good I would question. say good I would answer. say last year William. Uh, I think last year was his rookie yeah. year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last year, um, William had speed at times, but never really was consistently running up front yeah. and finishing up front. Um, but obviously showed signs of speed. But this year, uh, they've they've you know they've been fast and ran up front. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he's been. Uh, one of the guys that has surprised a lot of people to consistently run up front as much as they do. Okay, look, this if you if you we take these the the current list of drivers, the eight guys that are yeah. in, in the playoffs. Who do you see? This is my question to you. Who do you see making it to, to Miami? Ooh, good question. Someone had that. Come question. on, man, we got to call yeah. you. Now put on your analyst hat and give us give us some because you're out there with those guys. Yeah. Just like you you talk about William making a big improvement. Who do you see is hot? <laughs> Or has it right now? Because you know how this season does. I think it's up and down. Yeah, and, and, and we'll put I'm, Kevin in it. No, we're, we're I, no, I'm not. Not even to be politically correct, but I think Kevin. I think Kevin can can yeah. make it there. I think uh, they'll have they'll have good cars and they'll have an opportunity to win uh, at Texas and and yeah. Martinsville's iffy, but I think Texas yeah. Kevin will have a, an opportunity to win in Phoenix. I mean, the guy has owned oh, yeah. Phoenix for Ooh, less. So good, however yeah. long. Um, so they'll have an opportunity to win, and then honestly. I think either Blaney or the three Gibbs cars. Wow. I think Blaney um, Blaney runs really good at Martinsville. Yeah. Um, I think Dang, Brad, Brad won there in the spring. So I think Blaney, um, or if it's not Blaney, then the three Gibbs cars. Yeah. I think it'll be the three Gibbs cars and Kevin, or two Gibbs cars, Blaney wow. and, uh, and, and Kevin. We're going to Keith on the phone next good from answer. Texas. Keith, what's on man. your mind? Yeah, uh, I just want to let uh, Eric know I'm a big, huge fan of his, and uh, I'm just wanting to know if uh, when Texas comes around, what is his chances of winning at Texas besides all the uh, contenders? And Great the, question. The question for all, yeah, and the question for all y'all is uh, the trucks race on dirt, and I'm a dirt track racer too, and I just want to know if uh, NASCAR ever thought about running their cars on dirt. Yeah, they thought about it in 1967, and then they went to asphalt. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That was a smart aleck answer. I apologize. That was. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, there's been honest. talk about it. <laughs> there has been. They're, they're, they keep talking about it, but I don't believe this series is ready to make that step to dirt yet. The truck series puts on a great race at Eldora. So I think we should yeah, that's a great infinity race. race somewhere on dirt and just have a little fun with it. See. How yeah. are you going to do a test? I, I, think, yeah. I, think the cup race, I think the cup race on dirt would be a major challenge for a lot of other things. Yeah. The pit stops, you know, yeah, are, cars, are awkward. Stops cars, you know, pit so road, all of those things. And then on top of that, how do you do hospitality? Yeah. When you get when you bring in, departure how do you bring in a CEO yeah. of, a, of a major, you know, Fortune 50 company and bring him yes. to a dirt track? Um, well, if he's a dirt would, company, it might work. It so could. we're going to work on that. How are you going to do at Texas, though? Uh, I yeah. think we're going to run really well at Texas. Um, you know, I think uh, our mile and a half program at the tracks where the grip is really, really high. Um, and even like Michigan, uh, Kentucky, uh, Indy, those kind of places, yeah. we've had really fast race cars. So I think Texas okay. will be good for us. It was in the spring. Good. Sean, we got time for you. You're the last caller. Sean, what's on your mind? 
quick question for uh, Eric. What's been the challenges for Stuart Haas Racing here as the, the playoffs uh, started this year? Well, just it's been all year. It hasn't been just since the playoffs started, and, and we've just we just haven't hit our stride. We've had weeks where we've had fast race cars and been good, and Kevin has um, you know uh, done a good job of executing those few weekends where they've won. Uh, they won at Loudon, where they probably weren't the best car, and, and still managed to get a win. They won at Michigan and Indy, where they were the best car. Um, but besides that, we just haven't, we just haven't found where we need to be to be consistently yeah. fast week in and week out. Um, there we're still just learning and, and we're taking a lot of notes and we have a lot of questions and, uh, we don't have a lot of answers to be honest, but they're just, getting there. They're getting there. Okay. Keep thanks watching. for your questions. Eric Almarola. Thanks for being Thank here. You, this was so Thank much you. fun. Kyle Petty, uh, Billy Ray. Thank sorry. We couldn't get to your call. Woo! We'll get to you next week. Thanks for watching no, motor mouth. <laughs> thanks from Eric and Kyle for joining us. See you next time. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.